This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with a plumbing and HVAC expert about what you should do before you purchase a home to ensure everything is working correctly. And we're going to talk about why small business on Facebook and Instagram, their posts are getting little or no attention and what we can do to increase the reach. In studio with us today is Gaspar Stefuentes, the founding broker of San Antonio's Finest Realty. Gaspar, welcome back. Hey, man. How's it going? You've been busy, right? I mean, oh, it's the yes. the market is absolutely kind of crazy it's out there. Re- it's real, you know. We're we're ramping up for the spring season and the and the summer season, and it's it's going, man. Our 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 teams are really hustling right now, and uh, we've got some really good programs set up for the agents as incentives, mm-hmm. sales, and uh, of course that's transferring over into the the buyers and sellers. So that's a lot of fun things going on. Yeah, I'm a big fan of your one uh, percent advantage plan, which I know you're going to touch on yeah, a little bit we'll later talk about that. Also in studio with us today is Chase Anderson, the president and CEO of Schaefer Services that delivers expert plumbing and HVA services right here in the San Antonio area and has been doing that for, Chase, how long was it? 138 years. Yeah, so a new company, I guess. So Chase, we appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You bet. A quick reminder for our listeners to catch our podcast and watch our video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. So we've had over 64,000 views on YouTube just since January when we launched the show um, and it's the, it's we, we're like just under 600 subscribers for the show, which is really good considering, awesome. um, it's been growing pretty much organically. I do a little bit of marketing behind it, but it's a lot of organic reach there. But the amazing growth of the show really shows that there's value with the content that we're putting out. And of course the marketing efforts that we put on it. So if you have a small business and you, that services home buyers and home sellers and homeowners, and you'd like to be on our show, visit homebuyertalkradio.com and click on the link to apply. And Mark, you just uh, mentioned the 1% Advantage Plan. Yeah. San Antonio's Finest Realty offers a heroes program that saves local heroes thousands at closing. So if you're a nurse, teacher, fire, EMS, law enforcement, or military, call today and ask about our 1% Advantage Plan. You can reach them at 210-509-4911. That's 210-509-4911. Or you can visit our website at www.sanantoniosfinestrealty.com. That's San Antonio's Finest Realty. Homes, land, life. And that's that program that when, if they're going to li- usually list the house, then you can give them a 1% discount on their listing. Actually, it's a 2%. Yeah, we give them 2% back at closing. Whoa. That's why it's called the 1%, because we wind up working on our, our side for oh. 1%. Oh, okay. No, I had that totally wrong. 2%, that's huge. Yeah, so, uh, and again, the median uh, household price in San Antonio is about 300000 so they're going to get $6,000 back as long as they sign a buyer's representation. Whoa, that's crazy. Wow. Works out really well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry so, I had that uh, wrong so long. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. We're still getting getting some activity off it, and so it's a good it's a good program, you know, to keep money in in people's investment. Like yeah, that. that's huge. Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, a few years back, I had a, a pipe burst uh, in front of my house, uh, right in the front yard, and uh, I had worked uh, in a like a warranty type of deal with a, a plumbing company, and this plumbing company said, "Sure, we'll send somebody out." So the next day, they sent somebody out. And the first plumber came to my house and he said, yep, you got a leak. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, so what and? do we do? He goes, well, so we're, they're going to send somebody else out. It's going to be a locator. And I was like, well, I can locate it. I see where the water's pump, pumping out of the ground. It's, either, it's <laughs> the within geyser. 10, 12 feet of here somewhere, you know. And so uh, sure enough, two days later now, oh, okay, they send the second plumber out. 
And he comes out and literally he has the flags. And I know you've seen it. You've probably do it, done it too. And I actually did it because I think it's kind of cool. But he's throwing the flags and they're like landing, you know, and they're sticking, <laughs> sticking in the ground. In the ground. <laughs> and then, oh. So he's like marking the spot now. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, what are you going to do? He goes, well, I need to fill out my report and then they'll send somebody over to fix it. And I was like, you're a plumber, right? And he goes, yeah. I said, what do you do? He goes, oh, I'm a locator. I'm like, that's silly. It sounds like a government operation. <laughs> I said, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I said, I'm literally walking in and out of my house with the, the T, you know, to turn off the water. Mm. I have seven people in my house, you know, and every time someone has to go to the toilet, and here I am walking outside to turn the water oh, off wow. and on. And then, of course, five o'clock in the morning, people got to get up, they got to go to school, they got to shower, and then... You know, one of my daughters gets home late from work, you know, so now she's got to, she's a dad. I was like, yeah, I know it's only one. Let me go and turn the water on. It was horrible for those four or five days. So after the second guy came, I just said, you know what? That's it. I'm, I'm not going to deal with this company anymore. I ended my business relationship with them and I started doing some research and I found Schaefer. I called them that morning. They got there a little while after uh, 12 noon, maybe 12, 15 or so. They showed up. Four hours after they showed up, it was fixed. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was that quick. And I was like, I don't understand what all this other hassle was, right. you know, but it really put me out. And, and the problem with it was as a, as, a, as a real estate broker with 80 plus agents, I had been referring this company mm. out to our clients. And it was, I was like, I, I was mad at myself. I was, I was just beside myself to have to work with, with knowing that I had maybe done this to other people. You know, and of course, you never know until the pressure's on or the pressure's off. Got a geyser in your front yard, <laughs> you right. know. So, so with that situation, I really am excited to talk and introduce our, our next uh, talk with and introduce our next guest. Chase is the president and CEO of Schaefer Services. He's a seasoned technician who knows the ins and outs of identifying and implementing plumbing, heating, and cooling solutions. Chase grew up in San Antonio as a graduate of Alamo Heights High School. Uh, he holds a Bachelor of Business Administration from uh, TCU, Texas Christian University, along with a Master's of Business Administration from St. Mary's University. Please help me welcome to the show Mr. Chase Anderson. Welcome, Chase. Thanks. Good yeah, to have you in the studio, man. Yeah. So, Chase, we're going to uh, want to educate our listeners today okay. uh, on their plumbing, heating, and AC systems. So, um, what should a homeowner do to maintain their plumbing system? Well, you know, it's interesting. A lot of homeowners don't think about maintenance when they're thinking about plumbing you know it's kind of you use it and you almost forget that it's there yeah uh, but in our homes we have a lot of different parts and pieces and components that make up what we call a plumbing system and so you know when it comes to maintenance regular maintenance there's two major pieces of equipment that we look at and recommend that our customers uh, focus on and that's their water heater yeah right which uh, is, is an awfully nice thing to have, to have hot water, uh, and, and their water softener. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has a water softener, but uh, in San Antonio, with the water that we have here, which is pretty hard, pretty min- mineral rich, uh, lots of times that's a good idea to help keep your plumbing system operating how it should in your house. So uh, on the water heater side, a tanked water heater should be flushed on an annual basis, mm-hmm. right? especially if you don't have a water softener, right? All of those minerals that are being heated and then cooling down and heated uh, and cooling down again, that, that stuff builds up in your tank, in your water heater tank, and can really reduce the capacity of that water heater and the efficiency 
of that water heater if it's not flushed on a regular basis. And my understanding too is when you get a mineral buildup in there, it can start making popping noises too. It can. There's yeah. There's uh, a whole array of different things that can happen if you if you have your tank start filling up with stuff other than water. Right. Um, it's so like it, it's like the boiler on on uh, a Christmas story, where the dad comes downstairs. It's always making those noises. Right? It sounds like a monster. Yeah, like, yeah, What's yeah, that yeah, yeah. Noise? yeah. I've had that growing up, man. Right. Right. Where, where it, it was it was horrible. It was scary. The crazy thing is, a lot of people <laughs> think that's just normal. Right? Oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, just, that's, oh, not, yeah, yeah. that's not supposed to happen. We ask you it's supposed to pop. Yeah, we ask customers, like, how's everything working? Oh, my water heater's good. It's, you know, popping along over there. <laughs> it's like, just popping no, along. That's no, not, that's not what it's supposed to happen, right? So, wow. Um, um, yeah. You know, that's, that's really a best practice on the water heater side is to, um, is to flush that thing on an annual basis. Um, and, you know, there, there is, on all water heaters, there is uh, uh, basically a valve at the bottom that you can hook up a hose to and, run that outside and flush that stuff out. Um, but one thing that we do for our customers, we actually, that, that valve they use that comes standard from the factory is about as big as your pinky. So you can imagine it's pretty hard to get uh, yeah, any yeah. significant buildup out. Um, so we use a full port ball valve. We install that for our customers on our water heaters, which you know gives close to an inch in diameter to really allow some of that stuff to flow out. And you do that on installation of the water heater? We do. Yeah. Okay. We, we That's re- perfect. Because that actually that. came up with ours. Uh, it was like, well, we have to put in this expander or whatever he called it to, mm-hmm. to expand it so that you can get more of that stuff out of there. And even then, you can't guarantee that all the stuff's because it's been sitting for a little bit longer than yeah. a year. I'm just going to be honest. Right. But uh, anyway, that's good to know. That's a really cool service that's to That's something on that we, we do. Anytime someone buys a, a new water heater, we, you know, we think it's the right thing to do, yeah. so we do it for them. Absolutely. So. And, you know, there, uh, there's a lot of people that are, you know, like to do stuff themselves, but that could be kind of hazardous, too, if they're not, don't really know what they're doing, right? You want to yeah. be you cautious. Know, I definitely, our goal is to um, educate people, right? That's yeah. why I'm here today, you know, and, and I definitely want people to be able to save as much money as they can and, and take care of the stuff at their house that they're able to do uh, safely, yeah. to your point, Gasper. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's 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 a relatively straightforward process, um, but lots of times these water heaters are located in attics mm. or yeah. in really tight spaces. It's reminds so, that it's in an attic. Yeah, yeah. and so running a hose <laughs> appropriately and not having to make it go uphill to get it out to where it needs to go sometimes is tricky. Yeah. And and uh, you know, from from a physical standpoint, we definitely don't want to put anybody in a position where they're uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, yes. they flood their bedroom down below exactly. or that exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked about plumbing. Uh, what about HVAC, you know, heating and AC? Yeah, that's another um, service that we provide. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we use our HVAC systems hard in San Antonio, right? In the summertime when oh, it's yeah. 105 degrees, those things are working around the clock. And so, you know, it's, again, this stuff is pretty straightforward, but I, I do want to remind everybody that th- the filter for your system is a big deal, right? It, it seems like something, ah, you know, I'll get around to it maybe next month or the month after. But if your filter gets dirty, it creates, uh, it increases the, uh, the restriction of airflow through your indoor unit, whether it be your furnace or your air handler, and that can uh, cause a lot of damage, put more strain on the motor, on all the parts and pieces. And so, you know, when you buy your first house, they say, make sure to change your air filter. Well, it's it's a big deal, right? And that's that really makes a big difference in how that system operates. Uh, the other thing that, that we really recommend is cleaning your outdoor coil, your condensing coil. Lots of times, I don't know if you guys have seen it at your houses, oh, yeah. but um, 
you know, when you're mowing the yard and that thing's on, it's going to suck those grass blades right up onto the fins of that coil. Or, you know, you might have vines growing up on it or whatever it might be. The airflow through that outdoor unit also has a major effect on the efficiency of the equipment and how much strain is being put on the equipment. So rinsing that coil, at least on an annual basis, is really important. Um, there's some specific steps that need to be done when you when you do that to make sure you're doing it properly and not um, putting yourself at risk of electrical shock because mm. there is electricity, going, high voltage yeah. going to that unit. Um, so, you know, if you know how to do that, great. If you don't, please reach out to, you know, a licensed HVAC contractor. I'm actually surprised that it's a, uh, I mean, you wouldn't use a power washer, I'm guessing, because that could affect the fins, right? Correct. You so you're talking about just a garden hose on a light spray kind of a thing? That's right. Just a garden hose, light spray. Uh, lots of times uh, you know, we use some uh, some cleaning products to kind of break loose if there's any hard dirt. Oxidation. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, but the other thing to keep in mind, too, is lots of times, uh, well, not lots of times, it's much better to rinse it from the inside out as opposed to outside in. Oh, there we go. And so if you're just get the water hose and start spraying from the outside, you're lots of times you're actually compacting mm. that dirt and debris and making the problem worse. Yeah, because it'll dig in between those fins. That's right. Well, that's probably why that little breaker is out there by the by the box. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, now. shut that yeah. bad boy off. <laughs> shut it off. Definitely shut, shut it, it off up. before you start spray it out. Using water around the unit for makes sure. sense now. Makes sense. That's good. Yeah. Very good points. Yeah, you're actually probably saving me a finger or two today. <laughs> um, so, what should home buyers do before they purchase a home to ensure that their plumbing and HVAC systems are working correctly? Yeah, this is a question that we get a lot. Yeah. And gas from. I mean, I'm. I know you guys that the. the the home market is crazy right now. A lot yeah. of people buying houses, selling houses, and we want to make sure that we set them up for success and avoid any potential really costly items, you know, a month or two after they move in. Mm-hmm. And so from, you know, from a plumbing standpoint, I would, I would kind of revert back to what I said a little bit earlier. Make sure to take a look at the existing water heater. See if there is a softener and if it's working. Uh, you know, you might have to reach out to a licensed plumber to check those those pieces of equipment and, and again, make sure that they're working properly. Um, a big thing that we like to say is age and condition, right? It's not one or the other, it's both. Typically, a water heater in this market is going to last 8 to 12 years. Mm-hmm. But if there has been no water softener and it hasn't ever been flushed, we might be leaning more on the 8-year side of things. And the same thing goes on the air conditioning side. Uh, you know, again, 10 to 15 years is kind of the average life expectancy in this hot weather market that we're in. Um, but if that unit has been really well cared for, cleaned and maintenanced on an annual basis by a licensed contractor, we might be pushing further down the line than that. But if it's the other side of things, you know, uh, it, it might have a shorter lifespan and uh, it's important to take a look at that. When would somebody call you out to look at that? I'm guessing after they bought the home already and maybe they just want to make sure everything's scoped set it because they get a home inspection done. I don't even know if the home inspector checks the water heater. I mean, the amperage and so forth with the core or whatever. I don't really know if they're doing that. But when would they call you? Is it mo- mainly after? Well, n- normally what, what we'll do is um, the home inspector will, make, I, will identify a discrepancy of some sort. Uh, with the HVAC system or the or the water heater, mm-hmm. and then it would be on the buyer again to say, okay, well, we may or may not have a problem because the inspector is not a licensed plumber or a licensed electrician, 
So we call a specialist out, and the, right. and the specialist com- can come out and actually determine whether that was or was not actually an issue. So we try and do it normally within the option period time frame. Okay. Uh, that's the safest position mm-hmm. to place your client in. Um, but trying to do it outside, you could do it outside the option period, you could, but it doesn't give you a whole lot of flexibility to maneuver and negotiate later if you have to. And if somebody needs a, uh, Chase, if somebody needs a water heater installed, like an average price, like a 50-gallon uh, water heater that might be you know, in a fairly easy, not in an attic space necessarily, but in a common place, how much are they looking at to replace that on average? You know, this day and age with prices going up sure. as they've been, which is, uh, which is we're all dealing with, but uh, you know, somewhere anywhere between probably the um, 1800 to $3,000 range, just depending again on location, sure. which water heater they they, uh, they selected for their home, things like that. Yeah, so that is a significant expense yes. when you first go in. So Okay, cool. And I see a lot more uh, people actually choosing to go tankless, mm-hmm. and that seems to be more popular nowadays. Uh, what is the time range that they last uh, versus like just a regular water heater? A tankless, you mean? Yeah. So I'm going to give you the classic answer of it depends. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> right? Uh, and, it, and really it depends, again, on kind of the, some of the stuff that we've talked mm-hmm. about already. How good of a job are we doing at maintaining that piece of equipment? Um, they can last a long time. I mean, there, there's stats that show them lasting 20 years. Wow. Um, but we really recommend that if you do have a tankless, you also have a softener mm-hmm. because that water is being – uh, it, it's basically flowing through a heat exchanger, a bunch of little micro tubing tubes, um, and heating that water up really fast. So it's going from cold to hot almost instantaneously. Um, because those tubes are so small, if any of, of the that mineral builds up in there, it can cause some really substantial issues. Wow. So we got to make sure that we have quality soft water flowing through a tankless heater. Yeah. Well, you know, I, t- I told my story about, uh, you know, how we got started in, in our business relationship here. And yeah. um, what is it that Schaefer does? Well, you know, because, it, and this can actually spread across any kind of uh, um, field of business, uh, but there's obviously things that you guys are doing to maintain your quality. So, right. so for our listeners out there, um, what tips would you give them to look for in hiring a quality contractor? It's a good question. There's, uh, you know, I'm I'm so happy to to say there's a lot of competitors out there, right? It keeps us on our toes, um, and there's a lot of people that do a good job uh, in in what we do. But uh, I would recommend if someone were looking to you know hire a plumbing or HVAC contractor to to do your diligence, right? Look at how long they've been in business. That's a, that's a pretty telltale sign of. So if it's less than a hundred years, maybe they should look elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. If it's less than a hundred years, I would wipe <laughs> them wipe them off the slate. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Funny. Uh, we're kind of a unique duck in that sense. But um, you know, years in business, if they've been around, you know, I would say ten plus years. That's a good sign that that they're taking care of their customers in the right way. Uh, also, look at their Google reviews. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a beautiful thing that we as consumers have access to at this day and age. Uh, and, and it's also a, a great telltale sign. The last thing I would say is once you do select to have someone come out and visit your house, if you've got a geyser in your front yard or your air conditioning's not working, whatever it is, be on the lookout for that uh, professional, that service professional, to provide you with options. Right? Um, I'm a huge believer that a consumer should never be backed in a corner on, 
okay, you've got this issue that you don't know how to handle and this is what you have to do and this is the money you have to spend. We are in the business of providing options and educating our customers uh, and I really feel that's an important thing to do for uh, all of the the companies within our industry. So I would be on the lookout for that as well. Yes. Great. That's great advice, and thank you so much. So uh, how do uh, how do our uh, listeners get a hold of Schaefer Services? Yeah, the, the easiest way to, to reach us is uh, by phone. Mm-hmm. So 210-227-8358 is our direct line, and you can reach us whether you're a residential or commercial customer. Uh, we provide service on both sides of the business there. And then obviously uh, online at SchaeferServices.com. Awesome. Great. So thank you so much, Chase, for being with us. And uh, recruiting promo, if you're a broker or agent looking for a change from the same old thing, check out San Antonio's Finest Realty. We provide expert training and mentorship. We have low brokerage fees, three generous commission platforms to qualify from. Visit our recruiting page at www.safr.team. That's safr.team. San Antonio's Finest Realty, Homes, Land, Life. Mark? All right, if you're a small business with a Facebook and Instagram page, uh, let me just ask you, and, and, and I don't want to put either one of you guys on the spot, so I'll just kind of ask it rhetorically here, but if you, if you want to chime in, chime in. But what are, your, what are your stats telling you on your Facebook and Instagram pages? Is it, well, we're getting a lot of activity. People are commenting, people are liking, and we're actually, with the insights you can see, are people seeing my posts? And the reality is they're not. So Facebook and Instagram is a pay-to-play Platform, and that's a mouthful to say, pay-to-play platform. <laughs> yes. uh, but people are expecting that, hey, I'm going to put my posts out there. They're going to get seen. People are going to engage with them. And the reality is less than 5%, or right around 5% is kind of the average. Some people are going to be better, like Nike or Starbucks may be better. But they're 5% engagement. So if you have a 1,000 people that follow you on Facebook, you're going to get about 50 people that actually see your posts, and you're going to get maybe two or three likes on your post. Right? This is kind of the average, but most people don't understand uh, like me, I, when I first started with my page, I was frustrated that, well, I'm putting all this content out there and I can see that nobody's really seeing it. And I'm, I, you know, I'll share it. But again, you're, you're always within that 5%. So if I, if I share it, then, I, and I have, I have 2,500 followers on my personal page, I'm only going to get a few people that are going to see it there anyway. So it's like this, this game we're playing and we don't really understand how to play it. So I started doing some experimenting because I know Facebook and Instagram ads. And I'm like, so what does it take? to actually get these people to see that. And I'm actually spending less than a cup of coffee a day, right, at a Starbucks, and I'm getting like 10x and even 20x on my engagement. Wow. Yeah, so in posts where I would get one or two likes, I'm getting 25 to 30 likes now. And I can see my stats are getting a lot of attention. So I'm like, okay, well, hmm. So small businesses, if they can spend a low-budget item and actually have people see their, their posts, you're talking about completely transforming your Facebook page from something that is a ghost town something that is alive and active. Yeah. And, and the reason why this matters is because if you're, let's say you're putting out authentic content. Gaspar, I know you guys are really good at this because you're posting stuff, what's going on with your, your team and so forth, right? And then um, they get excited because they're seeing the posts. And then other people are seeing it because they're sharing it and doing all the things, right? But by targeting San Antonio and saying, okay, I want people here to see my posts, then you get this audience, and then you can retarget that audience, everybody who's engaged with any of your posts, and you can actually run a promo, right? You yeah. could say, here's my video talking about the 1% advantage plan, as an example, yeah. or here's the special we're running because it's time to check out your water heaters, right? right. It's these types of things, but we don't understand as basic small business people that how Facebook 
how we can actually use Facebook and, and operate on a level that we can make some progress. This has been the frustration, and, and I think I've cracked the code on that. And there again, it's just like less than five dollars a day. So this is something that I put a lot of time into. So um, a company like, and I actually did a little bit of research on, um, so Nike, for example. Just take a guess at how many ads Nike runs. Take a wild guess. On on Facebook? Yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Would one of the answers be an annoying annoying amount of... of well, they're a huge <laughs> company, right? I mean, they, they, I constantly see Nike. Right. right. They're branded all, yes. all, over, all over the place, right? Starbucks as well. I mean, they're just yeah. very well branded, but they still have to pay to play right. on Facebook. 4,100 ads for Nike. Per... Day or per well, this is how many ads that they that they run on their account. Oh wow! Right, so it's like, and when you when you go because you can check anybody's ads and see what's going on. Yeah, Facebook ad library, and you, you just scroll and scroll and scroll. Starbucks, it's it's I forget the number off the top of my head. I've got it for the next show, but it's like it's it's hundreds. Wow. So I mean, just basic businesses who understand they're spending a they, well, they hire somebody to take care of that for them, but mm-hmm. they're running a small budget. And they're getting in front, but they also have influencers, and they're doing everything else. Yeah. But for us small business people, we're not going to hire an influencer, you know, from you know the local football team or not local, but the, the NFL to come and talk about our business, how awesome it is. That's a huge budget ticket item. But literally, for like five dollars a day or less, you can make sure that your posts are getting seen. But that's the game that is being played. Just so you wow. guys know, on wow. Facebook now, it has. It's actually been a few years now that it has been like that. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, that's going to be it for our show for this week. Make sure you head over to homebuyertalkradio.com and check out our podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe so you can get all the the notifications for the new videos that are coming out. You can watch the show. It's kind of fun watching it in studio. So, Chase, thanks for being here. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Gasper, thanks for being with me. Yes, sir. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks,